Mandarin script is also a bit of a challenge, isn't it, to say the least? What with about 50,000 characters to contend with? How can a beginner manage, Chen? I know this is a very challenging uh, aspect of learning Mandarin. But you must remember, although there are 50,000 characters, one really only needs about 2,000 characters to be able to write and read and um, be competent with the language. And normally, I would say 1,000 characters are sufficient to communicate to write in writing and speaking. Now, our beginner's course only teaches the basic 400 characters. And you will be very surprised to know that with those 400 characters, you can mix and match different combinations and to make a lot more phrases and expressions and uh, to be able to cope with daily conversations. Let me give you some examples. Now, suppose I have taught you four characters only, okay? And these four characters are Ming, meaning bright, Tian, means sky or day. Bai means white or clear. And qi means air. Now, we can use those four characters, or we can say there are four words, because some Chinese words consist of one character, other words consist of two characters, other words may consist of three characters. So we've got those Four characters, there are four words, okay? Now, let's try to combine them. Now, if we put Ming, bright, and Tian, sky, together, it means tomorrow. Now, if we put the word bright and the white together, we can form the verb to understand. And the Chinese word is 明白. Okay? Now, if we put the word white and the word day together, we get the word daytime, and it sounds like this. 白天. And then finally, if we put the word for sky and the air together, we get the word for weather, and it sounds like this. 天气. So you see, with the four words, four characters to start with, you end up having eight words. And when you think about the extra dimension you get where each of the characters or words that you've just told us about has different tones, which each have a different meaning, Mm -hmm. with that initial subset, you can very rapidly sort of expand the possible meanings you can convey. That's, That's true. That's very true. Yeah. So that's just the speaking part of it. Well, what about writing, actually getting to grips with the the different individual characters, which are like little pictograms in themselves? Tell us a little bit about that. Okay, for writing, what we do in our course is we first teach students how to download the Chinese font onto their computers. And then they will be able to type using... Roman letters. They do not need a special keyboard. They can use the normal keyboard and to type in the, this Roman alphabet is called pinyin. Yeah? And then 
they can choose the right characters. So when they first start learning how to type Chinese characters, it helps them to recognize the characters because writing takes a lot of time. There are lots of different strokes, and it can be discouraging. But if they feel they could actually word process to type characters, it's quite rewarding to start with. Okay, that's that's great, Chen. Now, but let's go back to the characters. Tell us how you can actually help a beginner to decode these rather complex characters in Mandarin. Right, there is a large proportion of Chinese characters which are consisted of sort of two components: left and the right, or top and bottom. So we teach students the meanings. Of some key character components, and those key components they are known as head component or radicals in some dictionaries, so that students can associate the meaning with those characters. Okay, for example, the characters for mother, sister, grandmother, they all have got the head component female、uh, or woman. So when students learn all those key sort of head components, the meanings of them. So when students come up with a new character, and they will recognize those radicals or head component, and then they 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 will have a pretty good sort of、uh, guess of the meaning. And also some characters gave out the、uh, phonetic hint. Obviously, you need to recognize those characters first. Remember how they are pronounced. Then, when they appear again in other characters, then you think, "Oh, I know how that component is pronounced." So, it in this new character that might be the pronunciation. Okay. So, those are the things we teach students. Now, another thing we sort of tell students in one of our study tips is.、Uh, To make up a story for a character, so for example, the character we mentioned earlier, the word for bride, consists of the component for sun and the component for the moon. So they would say, when the sun and the moon are combined, it is bright. So they actually make up stories for themselves. We tell them whatever works for you. You make up your own stories. They actually share their stories on the course forum. That's interesting. So it's actually like you know, it's every picture tells a story. And in fact, if you think of Chinese characters as as little pictures, little pictograms, and you allow those stories to help you remember what they mean, I mean that's fantastic and a lovely tool. Yeah, but some characters, I must admit,、uh, it's very difficult to make up any stories for them, and you just have to memorize them. So actually, sort of moving on from that idea of a very vivid pictorial language, it seems that Chinese words are very descriptive. Tell us a little. Tell us more about that. Yes, that's、um, very true. Actually, especially Chinese nouns. Now, for example, the word for film, as in movie, literally the Chinese word means electric shadow, and it sounds like this: 电影 Uh, how about if I gave you the little translation of a few Chinese words?、Um, perhaps you could have a go at what they might mean in English. Oh, you've you've put me on the spot now, but I'll give it a go. Okay, now here's a Chinese word, 电脑 Literally, it means electric brain. 
So what do you think is the English equivalent? Um, electric brain. Computer? Correct. Yes, it is a computer. Right. Now, next one. 地毯 Literally, it means floor blanket. So what does that mean in English? Uh, sounds like it would either be a, a rug or a carpet of some sort. Yeah, that's correct. Yes, spot on. Right. Here comes a perhaps a slightly difficult one. The word is 银行 Literally, it means silver business. Silver, as in silver or gold. Silver business. So, what do you think it means in English? I don't know. Maybe is it something to do with metals, metallurgy, or something? No, it's a bank. A bank you go to put your money in or、oh. withdraw your money. So, oh, I see. So in the old sil- days, silver was、uh, you know used as a currency. All right, so it's sort of a lot more like finance. Yes. Okay. Yeah, but you did pretty well. Okay, so. Like in any language, there are many stories or you know histories behind some expressions. For example, the term "iron rice bowl." The Chinese term is "tie fan wan," refers to secure jobs during the Mao Zedong era. You know, in the fifties, sixties, when everybody had a job. So we used to say, "Oh, you've got a iron rice bowl." Okay, but then during the economic reform in the eighties, when people sort of gave up their secure jobs to try to sort of set up their own business, then the expression "xia hai," literally it means going to the sea, came into the language, and and、uh, because I think the sea is perceived as dangerous and insecure, so you see that sort of combining different characters to make up. New meanings to be creative with the language、uh, can be hugely fun for students. And in the course materials, there are many word formation activities to help the learners to learn the new vocabulary. From the Open University. For more information, go to www.open.ac.uk/use.